As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sip Pop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. This week we're meeting in an unfinished home and we might sick our dog on you. It's Sift Pop. But it's okay, the dog will be our friend afterwards. <laughs> That's right, the dog will be all nice and stuff. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Mixler every Friday or available to download later in your podcast feed, or in the case of this week, on Saturday, because sometimes there are ice storms that don't happen. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks! <gasps> I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMoviefriend.com, and I'm joined by Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! Every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And today's guru, back with us again, it's Sean from Geek Point What's up? We love you. Hi, Sean. That goes it. You the real You MVP. doing all right? I'm doing good. All very, right. very good. Good, good. Very Tell excited. us a little bit about what's going on at Geek Point Lots of cool stuff for 2017. We're working out some cool giveaways and some cool gaming stuff. Uh, so a little restructuring. Um, we're very excited. 2017 is going to be a fun year. You've also rebranded Rethink. Yes, we did. Yes, Ooh, we did. tell me about that. Um, <clears throat> Rethink Associates is our is our parent group, mm-hmm. uh, and um, we were operating the the computer tech side of what we do, which is you know OEM system construction, system design, things like that, um, uh, computer builds and networks, things like that under Rethink Associates. But we live in the Ozarks, so everyone thinks we're a law firm because <laughs> they hear the word associates and they're right, like, of course. "Oh, PC." Of course. So what we did was we took associates and left it as the parent company, and we rebranded our tech side as Rethink Tech. Um, and then uh, Geek.0 under the umbrella of Rethink Associates. So it's, It all sounds very like when Google decided that they needed that thing above <laughs> alphabet. Go- alphabet, when they needed Alphabet above Google. Exactly. I understand, Sean. You get so big, like you just got to gotta figure out how the structure works. My, I totally get it. Yeah, I got to restructure my media empire. No, absolutely. I totally get it. Media empire of one. <laughs> we are, uh, we're going to have a blast today talking about uh, the movie... Patriots Day that came out recently. We're also going to chat about the Netflix show The OA, of which all of us have seen all of it. So I think we're going to do a spoiler cast that won't be in this podcast, but it'll be in the podcast feed. 
uh, about the OA as well. And we're also going to talk most anticipated movies of 2017. So that'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But first, Andrew, hit us with some Do We Care. Every single week, we choose three topics for the Do We Care segment that are going on in the entertainment industry as of right now. Number one on the list, Nintendo Switch release date and I care, price have I care, announced. I care. I really care. I care a lot. Wow. He beat me to that. <laughs> That's right. a shock. Well, if we care, then the release date is March 3rd, 2017 with a two ninety nine ninety nine price tag. Uh, the price, I think, is perfect. It's, yeah. it's lower than I thought it was going to be. A little too high. Uh, um, I, I think it's lower than it. I think they could have gone three fifty. I, I think they could have gone two fifty. And I, I could, I could expound on that. Do it. That's so, what we're here for, man. That's why we got microphones in front of our face. So uh, anyone who uh, follows anything that we do knows that we have been pretty hard on Nintendo of late, and that's because Nintendo brought gaming back. Um, they're the ones who are responsible for gaming being what it is now. Right. And Nintendo has seriously failed us in the last ten years in the, so many ways. The Wii was a nichey chotch product you know uh they, they've never understood online gaming they've never no, understood well, community they really didn't want to that's the right, problem right nintendo is still very much a japanese company and in their minds online is dumb hd is dumb and consumers don't want it and they don't realize that is exactly where gaming wants to be mm-hmm. and they finally have moved into line with that and they've worked more like the mario party games and online they've started to warm up to it but this was the chance this console was the chance for nintendo to completely change public opinion on what they do the switch the switch the was? switch okay, the yeah. switches and we don't know per se what because we haven't held it in ourselves you know we haven't played with it we really don't know what to expect from it but the hardware is below the level of current gen systems in power yep. as a matter of fact it's it's spec'd at what uh, a current tablet i have is uh so it's not even as powerful as you know what i mean mm-hmm. some older sure. hardware than that yeah. and so we're essentially talking about tablet powered hardware okay with uh a mid-range tablet processor with some mobility functionality built in. Bad battery um, life. And so I can see potential for some amazing experiences here. But I think hardware-wise, the sweet spot for that hardware is about 249 I think it's 50 bucks oh. too expensive. Um, I think I think you're so wrong, and here's why, and here's why I think so. Mm-hmm. You're talking about technology and what it costs them to make it. I'm talking no. about a fan base and what they'll pay for it. Oh, oh. I don't disagree with you. Honestly, they are going to be sold out, and they would have been sold out at three fifty. Nintendo's true fans would have paid three ninety nine for the system. They would have complained like crazy on the <laughs> internet about it. Okay, yes, they would have. True, but they would have been in line for days waiting to get their hands on it. So when I say that I'm pleased with the price, and I think it could have been more, as I'm saying, as a business, they have their shown. Line. Yeah, I, they've shown that they will go high even when it doesn't cost them you know that to make it and so i'm, I'm actually kind of pleased it's at 299 because i think they could have put it at 350 let's talk you. about this as well this thing comes out in less than two months is that not crazy that is crazy march that is 3rd. crazy and i'm very worldwide excited. march 3rd yeah. worldwide this presents all kinds of opportunities for nintendo uh it's a little weird looking um the weird blank slate that you hold in your hand you know what i mean uh, I mean, the, the pro the controller, controller looks weird. Yeah, the, pro the pro controller, controller is very weird. Um, and I'm skeptical. And well, the we pro actually, controller doesn't look weird, does it? I think it you does. You just mean with the, the one that has the quote-unquote no, no, Joy-Cons? No, yeah, the Joy-Cons are cool. I'm talking about the actual pro controller. Yeah, I oh, really? I guess, really I, didn't look at, I guess I didn't look at it. Um, Chris and I actually, for Geek.0, we actually mapped this thing out. We took the, the schematics and we, we fabricated this thing out of foam core. To see exactly how... Oh, interesting. Well, because Chris, I mapped it out on cardboard. I then cut it out of foam core to see exactly how this is going to fit in your hands. Um, 
I have some issues. The control pads, the, the buttons are so tiny. Um, and there's so little distance to move uh, your hands around. I think it's that's gonna be a bit what I'm cramped. worried about. I think it's just a little cramped. W- once again, none of us have actually look at these bare paws. Yeah, yeah right? say, big man. I, like, I think every single person in this room has huge hands. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just I, I see there's some challenges for it. But let's face it, big let's gloves. get it out, get it out there. It's a new Nintendo product. And here's the thing. How can we watched, not be did excited? You watch, did you watch the, the, the press conference from Japan? Giddy with joy every okay. second. See, I, I feel wasn't. so bad for those announcers. I, I did not feel good with, with joy the entire way. I was like, when when they started with that one-two switch game, I was like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. What kind oh, of okay. nonsense? You're, oh, you're not talking <laughs> about the online reveal. You're talking about the press conference after with the... with the. No, it no was, I'm talking about the actual... Yeah, it was like the hour the, thing in Japan. Yeah, 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 where it was unveiled on Twitter. Okay, when they first unveiled it, the very first video. No, no, we're not talking about the video. We're talking about the video that came out ye- uh, not yesterday, but two days ago. Yeah, they streamed it live for an oh, hour from no. Japan. I, I, no, I had no okay, desire so to watch for the, that one. So for the whole thing. That was a bad conference. It, it was pretty bad. I wasn't expecting much, so I said, I'll catch it later. There was one high point. Uh, well, there were two high points, but the, the the one at the end is what I want to end with. But there was one in the middle where they, they revealed uh, Super Mario Odyssey, and I was like, oh, that game looks like it could be awesome. And that was the only thing in the conference until the end where, that I got excited thing. about. That doesn't come out until, until fall. Uh, no, until Christmas. Yeah. So I'm okay. Here, I know what that's, you're going to talk about. So dangerous. let's talk about the next thing Zelda. So, yeah. So this entire hour long thing happens, and I'm like, what are they doing? And nope. then they played the new Breath of the Wild trailer, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just take my money. No, no, <laughs> here's, like, here's, no but thing, here's, I'm not going to pay three hundred dollars to play Zelda. But here's where you lose out. Though. But a lot of people will. Here's I know, where you I'm lose saying, out. Though. I'm just talking about for me in general. Yeah. This is where Nintendo's mistake is. If they really wanted to make this thing sell like hotcakes, they would make Zelda a Switch exclusive. Yeah. But it's not. It's also coming out on the Wii U. This game was built on the Wii U. So for those who still have a Wii U, or for or any of the millions who'll pick it up for. $87 after the Switch launches because the Wii is, is you know what I mean, a dead mm-hmm. product. And Wii U's will be sold like hotcakes on Craigslist mm-hmm. uh, over the next two months. You can play the exact same game. No graphical difference. I was about no to say, the Switch doesn't give you difference. an HD remaster or anything. absolutely no difference between the two versions. So you can play it on an older piece of hardware yeah. and experience the glory of Zelda. I am excited for Zelda. Not even remotely related to anything Switch. Oh my goodness, that trailer. That oh my god! Breath of did the you Wild watch? The, did you watch the three-hour playthrough? No. Oh, I watched it. I almost grabbed popcorn for it. I just <laughs> sat and watched everything about this game. Redefines what we love Nintendo for. Okay, new this is going to make me really mad. The only Zelda game I've ever played was the original Zelda game. Oh wow! The only Nintendo console I have ever owned was an original NES. That's the only because I went Sega, and then after that, I got the PS One. And then ever since then, I've been an Xbox guy. I love you, but I'm sad for you. Yeah, I, I have. Uh, I know. I'm the opposite. I've never owned any console except Nintendo's consoles, and really? I've owned every single one. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Nintendo boy through and through. And I should say, I am a console gamer. I've never was a PC gamer either. Besides, like WoW. Yeah, which, I've done. I've done some PC gaming, but um, but just stuff like Mist and Riven and just some anything stuff. in the chat. I can't see it from my <sighs> angle. A uh, huge hand using this is from the live chat. Huge hands using controllers designed for children. I can, I can see, see some problems. problems. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a price that will stop me from buying it. Uh, I like the idea of the Switch, but buying is a risk because who knows if there'll be enough games for it. I don't think there actually will be enough games for it no, for a while. Not at launch. No, and not the ones, at launch. And the ones they showed. Here's here's the other thing I wanted to say. That's why we'll, that con- that conference was really bad. It was. But here's the other thing I'll say about that conference and the Switch in general. And, uh, and then we can move on because I know we've taken a lot of time on this, which, I, you know, 
talking about Nintendo, I'm always willing to do. <laughs> uh, Nintendo just does not care where the rest of the industry is going. They don't care about no. what anybody else is doing. They no. just they see the world in a certain way. And I was thinking the Switch was going to, pardon the pun, switch that up a little bit. Yep. But through that conference, I'm going, nope, they don't care. Because they're still all about crazy new ways to play games. And yes. these Joy-Cons are motion-controlled, and you can like draw on each other no, and, and don't care. do different things. And don't care. Here's what's, I think this is a pretty good uh, indication of what we can expect. Nintendo, they'll make one good console, and then they'll make a bad console. So TikTok effect. Yeah. So we was phenomenal as far as sales, you know, and you know, everybody had a Wii. Every single person okay. had a Wii. Then came out Wii U. Wii U was, was a atrocious. Terrible, terrible. Now it's time for the Switch. Everybody's gonna get a Switch. So here's the deal. The the Wii U was a significant improvement on what the, the Wii U was what the Wii should have been in the first place. Okay. But let's let's not beef up the Wii too much. The Wii, the Wii was the... I'm talking... I'm, I should have clarified sales. The Wii was sales. A, also has con- console. No one, okay, except for casual gamers, had a Wii as their primary console. Everyone bought a Wii, and it sat down at the bottom shelf, collecting dust for those moments when they didn't want to play when anything else. When Grandma came to visit. Because you wanted to play Wii bowling or Wii tennis. Yep. And once the novelty of that wore off, it sat under there waiting to be played, and then Zelda was announced, so people played their Wii again. They dusted it off so they could play Skyward Sword. You see what I'm saying? That's and then not, it collected I mean, dust not, again. That's not what I lived, but I mean, I understand that that's the case for a lot of people, but we we played the Wii all the time. Yeah. Like it, I got you. It, it didn't... It didn't sit on a shelf, but it was our primary console. So, they, and there yeah. you go. And we, loved, I know so many people you know, who had them. That was the exact opposite of that. Right. Was, I yeah. also have a Wii U or a Wii because you know it's Nintendo. Do you mind if I move on to topic number two? Yeah, yes, yeah. please do. Because we get a long show ahead of us. So, <laughs> all right, number two on our list of Dewey cares. Donald Glover signs a massive deal, undisclosed at this time, by the way, with FX after his show won Best Comedy at the Golden Globes. However, the show Atlanta will not return until 2018. Uh, I think we care, right? We all love Atlanta. It's so good. Uh, it'll be sad to wait till 2018, but I think we're all willing to trade that for him being the young Lando Calrissian in the Star Wars movies, right? I have three like, words you know, for that. Yeah. What's that? I have three words for that. Yeah. Pay that man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is so incredibly talented and funny, and I'm super excited for whatever this new project is going to be that they're going to throw loads of cash at him for. Um, but I hope it doesn't impact Atlanta too bad, because I love Atlanta. So, yeah. he has his acting career. He has Childish Gambino, which he had a show the other day on... <laughs> I totally uh, forget about all that. Who, what show was it? I think he was on uh, uh, Kimmel. I think he was performing on Kimmel. He is phenomenal. He's I very wanna, talented. I want to buy that new CD. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to go and get it today. I, I was initially introduced to him in Community. That was the first yes. place I sure. saw him. Oh my That's God. for most people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, whenever his character left, I was so sad. Um, but It was not the same without him. Yeah. But then Atlanta came and I'm like, okay, you're on a new level of a performer now. Just to see him come out with something fresh. He's a writer. He's, and he's God a director, bless FX a producer. for giving him the creative control to do that, you know? And I think that um, studios... Uh, pr- predominantly television studios are willing to take more risks now because they're seeing a greater return as far as like the quality of art because it used to be like back in the early 2000s it was just a run-of-the-mill remake and rehash of everything we'd already seen and i think we're seeing a lot more fresh stuff now and atlanta is a great example of that yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm glad that it's coming back. I'm fine waiting because uh, I'm I know he's got a lot of other stuff that he's doing. So yeah, like look Go at get Rick, like look at Rick and Morty. We've had to wait over almost two years for the next season. But I think that's going to be the new norm, don't you? I mean, I Sherlock not. has done that for a while, yeah, where you have to wait like three years for the next. Yeah, I don't want to do that, though. but I mean, I don't either. But there's so I, I'm fine, and I'll tell you why. There's so much to watch. Exactly, and, that is true. You are right, and it gives me time to catch the up on everything. The only else. caveat I have to that is, I think if you're going to do that, every single season should start with the last episode from the previous season. Um, just to put us back right where we are, because it is a long stretch, especially when so much good content is out there to watch in the meantime. I've seen some shows do that, actually. They'll do a special episode before the season actually starts, and uh, it'll kind of encompass what happened in the previous season. That that's kind a of good, stuff, I think that's a good standard if we're going to have these large gaps between could be. seasons. All What's right. next? Number three, Damien Chazelle and Ryan Gosling are teaming up again right after the giant success of La La Land, this time with a biopic. The story is of the first man to walk on the moon, Neil Armstrong. I l- almost said Lance Armstrong. Uh, I doubly care because uh, Ryan Gosling this year, for me, was the, the the best thing about 2017 was him. I mean, the back-to-back of the nice guys in La La Land. Mm-hmm. He just he really impressed me this year, so I want to see him. And Damien Chazelle, he, he's hit two home runs. Like, I mean, I'll Might watch whatever touch. he does. I think yeah. we are in a new era of seeing directors that are going to be the new Spielbergs and the new Coppolas. I think you look at John, not John Hillcott, but if you look at Chazelle, you look at Denis Villeneuve, you look at oh, uh, so many amazing directors out there. Uh, Jeff Nichols, who came mm-hmm. out this past year with Loving and Moonlight. I know you weren't all that up on Loving. And you're but, not all that up on on Moonlight. No, I'm not. I'm, th- uh, I'm thinking Midnight Specials. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, apologies. Uh, they're both in the dark. Anywho, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think we are in a new era of directors. And I actually think out of all those directors, Damon Chazelle is going to be the biggest director to come out of this. So a directorial renaissance? Area? Yeah, exactly. I think we are. Yeah, no, That'd be I, cool. I'm with you. I, I, there's. You could also mention Ben Affleck in there. I mean, oh, although oh, yeah. oh god, yeah. Live yeah. by Night is a little bit of a downswing for him. I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but not yet. Um, it's not it's it's not up to his other stuff, which still means it's a good it movie. But see, and you take the No Frames pledge. Yeah. I looked at it and I'm like, it doesn't it doesn't catch me like all of his other projects. It you know even the trailer, oh, the trailer, yeah, 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 it didn't it didn't move me to want to see it. So. There's, There's some good only, moments in it. The only reason why I might see it is because New Orleans is one of my favorite cities, and doesn't it take place like? Do you in the like Bayou gangster area? movies? Love gangster. Do you movies. like gangster noir? Yeah, I do. Oh, you'll, lo- you'll, like okay. you'll like it. Then you'll like it. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I was gonna say something. So you guys know I'm a huge space guy. Yeah. I listen to Star Talk Radio, Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast every single week, and he's had several interviews. Obviously, not with Neil Armstrong, but with um. Uh, Buzz Aldrin, he's had several interviews with Buzz and just listening to him talk about not only the, the mission, but like Neil as a person. I'm really excited for this movie. I just, I'm, I, it's too bad that he's going to change Neil Armstrong to be a huge jazz lover who just wants to play the piano yeah, in exactly. space. Uh, it's actually going to be. That's unfortunate, but uh, you, know, you got to have your things. They're going to be singing credit. Space Odyssey Gives all the way up to the moon, even though Bowie wasn't around back then. <laughs> and right. we're, we're, we're allotting directors here, but uh, seriously, uh, Ryan Gosling is like, he's like the, the hidden like magician. Like 
out he's, of nowhere. Yeah, he's coming to the front. He's he's done such. And I thought back uh, after I watched La La Land. I'm like, God, I I was one of those things where I'm like, God, I did you love like him. La La Land as much as we did? It was my number two. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, La La Land is amazing, but Ryan Gosling is just fantastic, and it doesn't matter if he's playing like Driver or Drive. Excuse me, mm-hmm. it was fantastic, and he says so little in the entire movie. You know, yeah, he is such a good actor, and he can play such versatile characters. He's great for you know romances. He's good for musicals. He's good for action movies. He's just very versatile and talented. I love watching him on screen, so I'm very excited about the idea of seeing him and yet another project. You know, I yeah. just is very exciting. Yeah, is that, and then pairing him back with you know the director with Chazelle. Chazelle is going to be great. Yeah, I think I think it'll be awesome. It'll be good to see. Um, certainly sounds like a project that that's I'll be three interested. cares. Yeah, that's that's right. And that'll wrap it up for the do we care segment. No one can ever say we don't care about stuff. No. We care about so much stuff. We choose what we care about. Though. So much stuffs. <laughs> Thank you so much for your support of the podcast network that Sif Pop lives on. It's called Studio DNA. If you go to patreon.com slash studio DNA and you support it three bucks a month, uh, you get access to your own podcast feed with bonus episodes of all the podcasts that happen on the network. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, we spent a good deal of time in the pre-show, which shows up in that podcast feed, talking about our favorite 80s cartoons and some other fun stuff. So if you want access to that, uh, feel free to do that. Also, the other way you can hear that stuff is to listen live. You can actually listen live to the show. You may uh, hear us reference the, the live uh, listeners and some comments they make in the chat. We do that through uh, an app called Mixler, M-I-X-L-R. Uh, you can do that with the Mixler app or go online to Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. If you follow us there, you'll be notified anytime the podcast network goes live. So just some more ways to connect, and we'd love to see you there. Woo. On to our most anticipated films of 2017. <gasps> Welcome we- to a new year, guys. Question. Oh, yeah. Are we trump carding here? Yeah, we're trump carding. Sean, you know how the trump card works? No, I do not. All right, so if we go from number five to number one, and if somebody says something that you've got higher on your list... You just yell Trump, and we don't talk about it then. We talk about it when you get to it. Ah, I so like it. that way, the person who has it highest on their list gets to start the discussion. Okay, so. and obviously there are going to be sometimes where, like, like for example, like say my number five is your number two. Yeah. We'll both end up discussing it, but you'll, oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, absolutely. As with all of them, you know, we'll, yeah. we can we can certainly all discuss. Uh, we will start with Sean. We'll work our way around to me, and we'll go from number five to number one. Then we'll talk about some honorable mentions that didn't get. Uh, didn't get mentioned at the end. But, Sean, why don't you kick us off? What's your number five most anticipated movie for 2017? I'm so excited. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell. Trump. Nice. Oh, trumped. Andrew, what's your number five? War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, good choice. That was in my uh, honorable mentions. Tell us a little bit about how it made your top five. So, Andy Serkis is the greatest motion capture actor of all time. And not only that, but he... And it's not even a debate. It's yeah. not even like... Yeah, there's yeah. nobody you nope. can even put up against him and be yeah. like, well, yeah. there was this one guy. No, no, yeah. no, no. But see, the way it's he like is this. able to immerse himself into these characters is award-worthy. And these movies, I think, are award-worthy. Do you think it's time? you think he's going to get a nomination? No. I, st- I don't think we're there yet. I, I hope really- so. I, oh, I want- if it's good. If it's good. I don't mean to like jump the gun here. It may not be great, but... So we've it would had- be hard for him to go from from here, though, to here. Right. You just, yeah, you just kind of assume. I'm going to make an assumption that we've seen all the the recent Planet of the Apes movies. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. So the first time that he yelled no in the first movie, right? I'm like, 
oh, he's 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 not only a great motion capture artist, he's a great actor. He is so good at. I don't even know. I can't imagine how difficult it is to bring that kind of emotion to a different species. Species, yeah, and not just make character. it totally believable. And I need to say this as well: the CGI in these movies is the best CGI of any film ever. Wow, that's quite a statement. I mean, it's really was, good. I don't know if I go that hyper, far. That was hyperbole. Well, sure, but, but you really like it. But it's truly impressive to see like how realistic these apes look. To where at some points you can't even tell that it's CGI. There's no mm-hmm. uncanny valley to it. Yeah, I felt the same way about uh, the animals in the Jungle Book too. Like it was just like they were real animals, yeah. but somehow they were talking. It was it yeah. was pretty impressive stuff. And, Plus, uh, they're good movies. Yeah, the yeah. apes movies have been good movies, which yeah, was been. kind of a surprise. Yeah, I know. To see where they were originally in the old Charlton Heston days, and to see where are they've they come not, now. So, and I love the original Heston series. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, well, are they not so incredibly cheesy? I think, can, some, yeah. I think they're supposed to be. I, I But they took but on that, a I level mean, of, like, John Cleese cheesy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. extra over so, the like top. So, like, Monty Python yeah. in some moments. It's almost like they're, they're total jokes after seeing, you know, the way it's visualized now. And I understand the technology has improved to uh, uh, create that storytelling, you know, right. possibility. But Who made the really bad Marky Mark movie? Was that Roland Emmerich? Oh, right. I don't remember. No, it was somebody... It it was, I want to say it was like Marky Tim Mark. Burton or something. I think you're. I think, I think it was it Tim Burton. It I think Tim it was Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. Wow, that movie was bad. Yeah. And that was rough. And I think that's why my expectations were super low. But I had no idea these movies going to be so good. And I cannot wait for, to see um, Caesar, which is uh, Andy Serkis's character, go up against Woody Harrelson this time. Nice. I got to tell you, as somebody who does vote in one of the award shows, in the Critics' Choice Awards, if it is an awards-worthy performance, I will not only nominate it, I will try to rally my troops to nominate it as well. So, so. do you Do you guys have like a like a hangout day where you all try and convince each other of certain online, performances? Online, there are forums. <laughs> okay. So there are online forums where we chat about best performances, those kind of things, and put ones that other people may not have seen. So it was for that reason, I truly believe, uh, I started a conversation a few years back about Scarlett Johansson's performance in her, Mm -hmm. and it was just her voice. She was never actually in the movie and she got nominated for best supporting actress for just a voice performance. So if you can get nominated for a voice performance, certainly you can get nominated for a a CG performance. Before we go off topic here, sorry. We, uh, did you know that Scarlett Johansson actually, she was not the original cast for that character. Yeah. Yeah. She dubbed over somebody else who had already done the entire movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It makes the movie even more impressive when you think about it. Exactly. You know? so. right. uh, Just of note, because we're still on that topic, yeah. uh, Spartanite in the chat room says that, uh, speaking of Circus, his directorial de- debut, Breathe, comes out this year. And that's something <gasps> nice. else to consider. Ooh, interesting. Aaron, number five. My number five, not only do I think neither of you will trump it and have it on your list, I bet neither of you even have it in your honorable mentions. Uh, It is a movie called Darkest Hour, uh, and I am so excited about this. Churchill movie, isn't it? It's about Winston Churchill, who's one of the most fascinating historical characters, and it blows my mind that we haven't had like a real Churchill movie, Uh, and Gary Oldman is playing Winston Churchill. Oh, yeah. I love Gary Oldman. Yeah. So I... I want this to be the one that he gets the Oscar for because he has not got a single Oscar yet. So I'm really excited about that one. That that would be my He's number five. He's on my list of people I'm shocked did not have an Oscar yet. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe number this four, will be it. Number four. What do you got? Wonder Woman. 
nice. Uh, oh, yep, yeah, that was an honorable mention for me. Yeah, honorable mention for me as well. Why are you so excited about Wonder Woman? Um, because I'm excited it's for family several show. reasons. It's a family show, Sean, so. Because uh, <laughs> Diana the Prince be fine. <laughs> I'm excited for several reasons. One, Gal Gadot is a force to be reckoned with on screen. Not only is she disarmingly beautiful, but she's just got presence. Like, and she was she, the best thing about Batman versus absolutely. Superman, right? Oh, hands, yeah. hands down. Yeah. And I thought and that Batfleck was going to be the... And I thought Batfleck was, was going to be the highlight. And he was really he was up fine. there. Yep. But seriously, Gal Gadot is just such a force to be reckoned with. And I'm really excited for her to help DC come out of the drudges of where they are now. I hope so. To bring back or at least elevate their their movie empire, okay? And bring the DCEU into line with being able to compete with Marvel. Um, DC is just, they're hurting right now. They haven't ca- been doing well. I don't even care about competing with Marvel. Just make good movies. Yeah, I mean, you just know make what I mean? Movies just we're like, seeing. Yeah, exactly. Don't disappoint your fan group. Yeah. You know, the, the fans of the shows. And I'm very excited uh, to see a female superhero elevated to, to play with the big boys. Uh, this is going to be awesome. Uh, yeah. Wonder Woman has always been a great character because she's, because of both her origins and her capabilities and her attitude and, you know, uh, her alter ego. But to see that visually represented on screen and you and the No Frames Pledge, you have have no concept of how gorgeous so far <laughs> everything looks. You know, I should oh. say that. I should say that because I don't watch trailers. This is a little different for me than for you guys because trailers are such a, a big part of why you anticipate them or could be a big part right? of why you anticipate something. So, And I, I don't have those points of reference. So all I'm basing this on are titles and, you know, maybe brief descriptions. And characters, so, yeah, yeah, or actors. Yeah. Yes, I'm very excited about Wonder Woman. I think it's got huge potential to be a very amazing movie, and it's up my number four. Nice. Number four? Ghost in the Shell. You I'll had that I'll at number I'll five, Sean? Yeah. It was my number five, yeah. And it's in my I'll, honorable mentions. I'll yeah. let you go first, then. One of the greatest animes in the history of all anime represented in film, uh, in, as a live-action film. There's no way that can't be exciting. Um, and seeing, uh, I've watched the trailer now. I I was skeptical at first because I wasn't sure about the suit and I realized it's because I almost felt like maybe it was hypersexualized. I realized it's because you can only do so much with Scarlett Johansson's body. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, are you saying it's hard to desensualize Scarlett Johansson? It it really is. (laughs) And even when you cover her in white latex and hide everything, (laughs) she's still, you know, Yeah, well, so late, late latex doesn't usually hide much. Well, yeah, there you <laughs> yeah. go. It clings too. Robes tend to hide things better, but but uh, to yeah. see the Burkas. major, um, and I really think that the visual effects in this movie, and I've only seen a few of them in the trailer. I think they're going to be something that bend people's minds. I think Crown this is going to be take your word for it. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those movies that does for visual effects what the Matrix did with his Wachowski. That's high praise. Okay, right and there. here's um, something you would be interested in. The Matrix, the Wachowskis, it was actually an homage yeah, to, yeah. The Ghost in the to the Shell Ghost in the Shell series. series. Interesting. Because so, Ghost in the Shell was so innovative and influential to them yes. that they made The Matrix. We need to touch on the controversy. Will people be able to look past the whitewashing thing, that kind of I stuff? I have been Probably. able to at this point after I've watched the trailer, and that's I, I guess that's a very shallow statement because I haven't seen the film. Sure. Um, I hope. I hope so. Um, so far, uh, at first, I wasn't real cool with it because i am so i I love Mm -hmm. that you know i love the movie um the original movie the the anime um but uh and the comics are very good too the mangas yeah yeah but um uh i think i think it has a serious potential to change viewers minds uh 
if it, if they if, if if it's as good as the trailer looks. I think it's important to remember you can love a movie or even like a movie and still have a problem with the way they yes, did it or how they cast point. it. It's yeah. it's completely fine to say they should have cast an Asian in this role and also say, man, they made a good movie. That's how That's, I felt about Tilda Swinton. In, in Sure, you can say yeah. both. They don't have to be contradictory. I loved her. I thought she was amazing. I still felt like it should have been a true Asian it's character like great, playing the great role. Great movie, Hollywood, but do better with your casting. Very you much know? so. So the movie's going to be directed by Rupert Sanders, the guy who did Snow White and the Huntsman. The first Snow White Ugh. movie. So. I mean, it wasn't awful, I guess. It but. wasn't awful, but... Uh, <laughs> All uh, right, where are we at? Number uh, four? Your number four. Logan. Oh, that was an honorable mention That's on my for honorable me. mention. Yeah. I, uh, again, no trailers, so I don't know anything about it. I did hear, I guess, that may- this is Hugh Jackman's last trip as Wolverine. Is and, that what he's saying? And Sir Patrick Stewart as Xavier. Okay, so what a legacy, right? Wow. Like, I mean, if yeah. nothing else, what a legacy for him to play this character in. Every single movie, even though, you know, some of them are cameos or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just, I it, it's very hard for me to think of somebody who has embodied a character more than Hugh Jackman has embodied Wolverine in the past two decades. I mean, how long have they been making X-Men movies, yeah. you know? And I love that they've actually, they're... Uh, they're going chronological with it. I love that they're going to the old man Logan. Old man Logan. I love such the, a great story. I know. And I love that they're going to take it there and end it there. Yeah. Um, because it feels like a true progression of a character, yeah. not just a movie series. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So sure. getting to see this character transition from his heyday with the founding of the X-Men and his, and his being kind of drug out of Weapon X and into this program, right? Yeah. Um, and getting accumula- or getting a, a fam- familiar with the family and being as part of the X-Men as he ever was in the comics. Yeah. And then now... He's always a rogue, no yeah. pun intended. And then now getting to see this this true and you know vision of old man logan on screen and his desire to just move past everything um and hugh jackman come on who better for i I couldn't picture anyone after i saw him play the wolverine the first time couldn't picture anyone else ever having done it yeah i'm I'm really trying to think of somebody who has embodied a character more than that Mm -hmm. Um, over that length of time no i i like him better than the the you could look at the cartoon movies Perhaps, right, but uh, but then I don't think has there been a Bond that's gone that long as Bond in that many movies. I think movies? Sean Connery may have, or maybe uh, Roger uh, Rogers did. Okay, but uh, I don't think because lo- when did the original X Men come out? Two thousand two. Yeah, it was it was right right after yeah somewhere around there two thousand one maybe. Uh, give me two seconds and I'll look it up. Here. So I mean that's you know fifteen sixteen years two thousand so seventeen years he's been playing Logan. Yeah, almost two decades. That's insane. Yeah, great, that's great awesome. stuff. That's that's why I'm anticipating it. I, I'm, you know, I'm sure it'll be an amazing send off. Sean, number three. Okay, I changed this one because it was re- I was really torn on number three because I in three is Star Wars for me. Trump. Trump. <laughs> I think you have it higher than me. So, <laughs> all right, what's your right. three, Andrew? Uh, number three is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Trump. Trump. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my number three is Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, that's on my honorable nice. mention. Honorable mention. Uh, on my honorable mention. Man, did I love Spider Man in the Avengers movie? Uh, I thought he was great. I think the the casting is wonderful. I'm really excited to see 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 him back in kind of the Marvel, hmm. you know, creative team. This is the first know. time that he's been cast right. 
Yeah. It, well, it feels like it. And, and I didn't really have a problem with either. I, like, Andrew Garfield's amazing. He's, I, he's an amazing actor. He was terrible and, Spider-Man. I didn't like him as Spider-Man. And, I thought he was okay. Spider-Man. And I like Tobey Maguire most, more than most people did. So I still think uh, Spider-Man 2, Tobey's second Spider-Man, is one of the best superhero movies we've seen. It's oh, a yeah, great Dr. movie. Rock, yeah. yeah. So, but Tom Holland is just, it is frame for frame perfect for the character of Spider-Man. He's young enough to pull off the look properly yeah. of, a, of a young boy. He's a kid. And yeah. he's great at, he, he, just in, it's almost amazing how well his character was done in The Avengers um, to show this. I like this, how you called Civil War an Avengers film. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is an Avengers film. Yeah. yeah um, it is an Avengers but, film. But, but I, started, see I should have War, said Civil War. See him as a, just this boy who has no concept of what to do with this this gift or, you know, this curse. Yeah. And to see Tony Stark play this mentor to him. Yeah. I am so excited for that. Yeah. That's, that's my number three. Yeah. I'm excited to see how they do Spider-Man. So I, I'm, I'm pretty fascinated with the fact that Peter Holland's in less than 30 minutes became the greatest Spider-Man on, on screen. <laughs> Tom Holland. What did I say? Peter Holland? You said Peter Holland. Oh. Our YouTube yeah. roots are digging in there. Yeah, he's going to start singing. If, <laughs> if, yeah, if, if, if Spider-Man started singing, Spider-Man. Now they should I have knew, Peter Holland sing the theme for the, sh- the yeah. movie. There I'm at Peter Holland, Salt of the Earth, that guy. But um, <laughs> Salt of the Earth, Salt guy. of the Earth, yeah. <laughs> chill, chill. But yeah, I think that this is going to be the first time we see Spider-Man as a socially awkward kid. Yeah, because they never captured that. Sure, Toby he was always did a decent job around villains, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be good. All right, what's your number uh, number two, Sean? Lego Batman. Oh, good nice. call. I good didn't even call. have that on my honorable mention. How is that not on your list? Just because I just because I forgot it was coming There's out. There's oh so many a plethora so, of great films. The greatest Batman of all time. Who <laughs> would have right. thought? Who right. would have yeah. thought a comedian Whoa. of all people yep. would be the Will best Arnett. Batman? Will Arnett. Um, Kevin Conroy is <laughs> turning I, over in his I non-existing know, grave. I know, and I love Kevin Conroy, and no disrespect to him, but we're talking about this personification uh, in movie form. Um, I'm all about either the live action or the simulated and yeah. animated doesn't fit into that realm for me. Um, I, God is, am I excited to see Will Arnett? He's just so perfect. He's his wit. Okay. And his slapstickness, his ability to do slapstick, you know, and to play the buffoon. But at the same time, that voice, mm-hmm. it projects yeah. such authority, you know? So he's just so perfect. And, he was my absolute favorite thing about the Lego movie. I was rolling, falling over myself, laughing he was at the scenes with me. Batman. Yeah. He's I couldn't perfect, get over it. Perfect for their writing. For uh, oh, yes. Lords and, um, oh, what's the, is it Michaels? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, that made the Lego movie? Yeah, yeah, that made the Lego movie. They, they He is perfect to verbalize the, the way that they and write. It's his arrogance and his ignorance. Yeah, yes. exactly. And they're so perfectly, you know, on exhibition. And yeah. this movie, no joke, is going to just... It's gonna just steal gobs of cash. Yeah, this movie's gonna make so much money. It's not even funny. It's just I can't wait. Good call. Good call. Number two. Well, I'm gonna say episode eight. But are you trumping it? Yeah, again? I'll, I'll trump that. Okay. Uh, my second is Guardians of the Galaxy trump. two. All right. Well, yeah, that's what we said, didn't we? Oh, wait, did I say number three? Was that mine? I thought we were on number two. We are. We are number Your number two. three was Guardians. Yeah. Okay. And I trumped it. And I because it's my number two. Okay. And he trumped it because it's his number one. Yep. Nice. Talk about it. Guardians is absolutely one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's one of my favorite superhero movies ever. And for it to be such an unfamiliar property for so many people, it actually blew my mind. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Um, Because it's a bunch of characters that most people wouldn't associate. uh, And they are. Talk about a ragtag group. Um, 
And let's face it, who doesn't love Groot? And to see him as baby Groot, Groot. Rocket's back, um, Xander, uh, everything about it. The humor is back. I I guarantee you it's going to have a killer soundtrack because the soundtrack to the original was fantastic. It's one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. And uh, um, I just, everything about this movie has me excited uh, from the theme to uh, what I've seen in the trailer of the humor and the interaction between the characters, getting to see them come a little more out of their shell as they're now becoming more of a group instead of, you know, these, these siloed people. Uh, Yeah. I'm super excited about guardians. It's going to be awesome. And Chris Pratt. I mean, was uh, made to play oh, Star yes. Lord almost as much <laughs> yes. as Ryan Reynolds was made to play Deadpool. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like it's just great casting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Guardians of the Galaxy. Come on, guys, you haven't was... heard of me, Star Lord? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, somebody calls him. That. <laughs> Finally, it's great. Um, and who would have? Th- I mean, who would have thought that this would be one of Mar? Like this would be Marvel's, you know, big. Yeah. tentpole movie would be you know a second guardians of the galaxy movie it just it's it what shows given, it's what's given them the you know the cojones to make movies off of lesser known groups and characters that's how we it got was a Doctor big Strange. gamble yeah it was a big gamble and it paid off massively yeah so and as awesome as dr strange is everyone on the cast there should be shaking the hands of everyone who was in guardians because that cash paid sure for and Dr. black Strange. panther yep. and yeah. captain marvel exactly and all the ones that are coming oh. out Captain Marvel comes out next year, too. That was... Does it? Yeah. I thought that was 2018. I thought it was 2018, too. I could be wrong. Um, well, I got... It's two against one. So. Brie, right? Brie Larson? Brie Larson, oh, yeah. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's good stuff. So good. Uh, number one for Andrew. I know what it is. Nobody's you know mentioned it yet. Yeah. My favorite thing in the entire world is Stephen King's The Dark Tower. Dark Tower. Yeah. It's my favorite thing in the world. So, it's not on my honorable mentions, and I'll tell you why. I'm really worried. Oh, I'm worried as anything you're i've terrified. never been more well you can be antis- you can anticipate something greatly that you're worried about exactly yeah, no and i get sure. that i get that i'm just so worried that the they casting won't do it right. the directors what i've heard coming out of you know the production of like how they're changing the story and stuff it's incredibly incredibly worrisome but the fan in me loving this thing more than i love some people <laughs> it's it's something that won't let me not put it at my number one. I'm very excited to see Idris Elba, you know, step into the shoes. And that's actually one of the parts that I'm not worried about. It's the only thing I'm not worried about. I yeah. love Idris Elba, and I think he, I think he pulls the character off well. Yeah. I just, uh, it's the rest. I, I hope they do it right as but well. McConaughey as the Man in Black. Oh yeah, is brilliant <laughs> casting. Yeah, super stoked to see that. Uh, I will know it as a movie first. I will. Have, I know nothing about the source material. I've never read a page of the book, so uh, I'll have a, a different, pers- an interesting perspective on the many that. Many books. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have had multiple days where I've worried about the day I come into Sift Pop to review the Dark Tower movie. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually kept That's me up. Funny. Like, how am I going to separate it's the a fan? movie that doesn't come out forever? You know it what's comes funny? Out, yeah, six months. A couple months ago, you and I talked about it's it, keeping and I had you a, up at night. I had a dream. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had a dream that I got into a fight with Roland Deshane. Um, just so you know, don't ever dream of getting into a fight with uh, with uh, Idris Elba because you will get your butt kicked, and I did. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, nice. I could not imagine that ending well for No, you. it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, Aaron. Let's talk about Star Wars. Let's talk about Star my Wars. My number one, your number two, your number three? It was my It was my number three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah uh, Star Wars Episode Eight. 
Uh, I don't. I just. I can't imagine another movie that I would be more anticipated to see than where this story goes next. What happens after she hands off the lightsaber? You know what? Where are these characters going? I love them so much. As much as I loved uh, uh, Rogue One, um, I I loved Episode Seven more because I love those characters more. I yes. want to. I want to be back with with Kylo Ren. And and I was given more of an and, opportunity to connect with them. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm I'm really excited to see what happens next. What happens with you know. Uh, Princess Leia, how are they going to change that around? Uh, you know, she, she finished filming no, I, everything. I know, but they may have to leave some stuff out yeah. depending on what they're going to do in Episode 9. That's true. They've already talked about that she was a big part of right. Episode 9 and some big moments in Episode 9. So. Well, after, uh, after Rogue One, they may be able to continue finishing out some of her parts. <laughs> so... Well, they've said we they're not going to do that. They just said this week oh. that they're not going to do that. So I guess technically what they said was we have no plans to uh, do that. Okay. So, they, I mean, hmm. there is a back door they could go through. Then I'm excited to see out, what they do. They came out officially and said there are no plans to CG Leia into Episode Nine. So, but anyways, all that to say, I, you know, Star Wars is back. It's, you know, in, in my opinion, uh, the property, the pop culture property that has meant the most to me in my lifetime. Yeah. So Star Wars is love. Star Wars is life. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> May the force be with you. Yeah, indeed. I do love it. So what do you guys have to say? I'm super excited. I, I am a, a diehard Star Wars fan. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I loved uh, episode seven so much. I have, uh, I have the newly designed X, uh, TIE fighters from them. Mm-hmm. The beautiful black ones. I have a huge one, massive one in my office. Um, yeah, it's on, pretty big <laughs> on display because it's. It, 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 I love that. I love that they gave them a, a rework, you know, to to make them more menacing and right. dark. Um, I'm super excited to see where these characters go and where they take the story. I think Disney uh, was the perfect um, set of hands to you know move the franchise to. If you could, were going to turn it over to somebody, um, uh, well. Let's face it, almost anybody other than Lucas would have been the perfect person to hand it to. <laughs> but the fact that they handed it to Disney, um, I'm very excited to see where they take this and where, what they do with the characters. Um, because Disney. I love all of these characters. Poor Disney. How are they going to make ends meet over there? I mean, no, yeah. I have no idea. You know? I, I mean, no they idea. only had the top five gross, worldwide grossing <laughs> movies of the year. Yeah. Like, how are they going to get by? Yeah. And so, the only reason uh, that Star Wars went to number three on my list was... And because trust me, it's it's one of my most anticipated. I was a, I was shocked at how many amazing movies are already on the slate for 2017. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a so. really, use really a good, year. good movie. I uh, I was just looking at 2015. 2015 was a great year for yeah. movies, and then we had 2016. It seemed like everything was a disappointment. Now, not everything was, but a lot so of rehashing much, and so much. I think the blockbusters were disappointments, and then the indie films really brought their A game this year. Yeah, yeah, or that's last a good year, point. I, I had in 2015, I rated 27 movies at an A minus or higher, including two A pluses, wow. which was The Revenant and Inside Out. Yeah, oh, um, God, Revenant so good. Uh, 2016, this past year, 17 A minuses or better. Wow. Like almost cut it in half. Wow. So, uh, yeah, and no A pluses. So it's you know it's just it was a down year. So I'm hoping for a little Magic. you know a little jump back up. Uh, one last thing I'll say about Episode Eight, directed by Ryan Johnson. Super excited for that. Yeah, he, he made Looper. There's another one of those young directors. Looper. Yeah, exactly. So this is going to be. Dark movie. This is going to be the Empire Strikes Back. I imagine we'll of see. the this new 
trilogy. Uh, whatever it is, just make it good. Tell me a great story. There you go. With these great characters. Is that going to wrap it up for our top five most anticipated of 2017? Yeah, let's throw out some, uh, some honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Um, I'll go ahead and start. Okay. Uh, we didn't talk Justice League because I think we're all worried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't talk Thor, probably for the same reason. Oh, I'm, yeah. no, no. This Are you is excited be about Thor? Taika Waititi's making this movie. Okay. And, oh, I am so on board. He is going to make this one of the funniest Marvel movies ever. Because I'm a huge fan of his style of comedy. If you've seen Hunt for the Wilder People or Flight of the Concords on HBO. And I think he also did a couple of things with the new the Muppets, the new one that came out that had... Uh, uh, no, uh, Siegel, Jason, or J- mm-hmm. yeah, that came out a couple years he ago. He did Flight of the Concords. He he was a writer on the show. So, have you seen Flight of the Concords? Oh yeah, I love Flight of the Concords. So, Flight of the Concords is one of those. It's it's good, but it's it's almost like um oh god, what's his name um Tannenbaum's uh Wes Anderson. Oh, Wes, Anderson. Wes Anderson. It's almost like Wes Anderson. It's a very it's Not a, a very acquired taste in comedy. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I I. Don't see what the magic is. Oh, really? The world does in Flight of the Concords. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen, I've seen them in concert. I've loved them so much. It's, it's great. But uh, yeah, uh, so Taika Waititi, he's going to be doing Thor. So that's why I'm pretty excited for that cool. one. Cool. No, I'm excited as well. I mean, yeah. Marvel doesn't usually let me down. So yeah. uh, Can I the, throw out one? Sure, go ahead. Dunkirk. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. in our chat yeah. well. new movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nolan has my attention. <laughs> Whenever he <laughs> wants to put something out, I'll pay attention. Exactly. So one of my honorable mentions was the one that I was torn about uh, putting it on the list, uh, and that's Alien Covenant. It was on. It, it was going to be the next one. So I am a massive Alien series fan. Yeah. Um, and uh, Prometheus uh, kicked me right in the sack and made me sad for the series. Um, and I'm really, really looking forward to what they can bring to the table and and change it around. It, and is fact- it continuing Prometheus, or is it just yeah, jumping it, off it somewhere? Takes off, yeah, it t- picks up right after Prometheus. Okay. And and so Prometheus, I think, was the wrong place to start, or at least it wasn't well done to because so many people who saw the movie had no concept that it had anything to do with Alien. Yeah, and so uh, and that's not a good sign if that's supposed to be a part of a product. You know what I mean? Uh, in a storyline. Um, so uh, everything about Covenant is exciting to me, and I'm very excited. There's just that little bit of trepidation, you know, that's mm. t- uh, holding me back, like going, "Please don't pull another Prometheus on me." Yeah, don't leave I've, me stranded. I've, I've never gotten the Alien thing. I oh, know, really? I, I know, I'm way in the minority on that. I don't think they're bad movies. In fact, the first one is pretty incredible. One Truly terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yes, terrifying. I'm shocked that Andrew likes him as much as he hates being scared. Is there, you know what I mean? <laughs> but they're it's tense. sci-fi. Sci-fi always trumps horror. For okay, me. there we go. Unless it's the thing, <laughs> and then I can't do it. Uh, I have one more honorable mention. Then I'm yes. done with my list. Okay, go ahead. It's probably one that you guys aren't excited for, actually. Okay, Kong Skull Island. No, it's on my list. Oh, that was yeah. the next one I was going to yes. go to. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm very excited. Whoa! Talk about a big monkey. Yeah. Here's, I, you guys and, are saying things that make me think you've seen a trailer or something. And, like, and I, okay, here's here's the reason why I'm super excited for this. You, uh, Legendary is making a kaiju universe. In 2020, this King Kong is going to fight the Godzilla from 2014. That's right. Yes. It's expanded universe kind of yeah, stuff. Expanded universe. Let's just talk about the real reason why this is going to be exciting. It's going to have John Goodman in it. And for God's <laughs> sakes, this guy is so amazing. He's and great. he has not been recognized enough This cast is all-star studded. You have... John Goodman, Sam Jackson, yep. Tom, Tom uh, uh, help me out here. I'm blanking on the name. Thomas Hiddleston. Yeah. Hiddleston. Brie Larson and uh, Thomas, John C. Like, Riley. John C. I mean, Riley. Yes. This is going to be a good movie. I can't I, wait. Oh, I hope it's going to be a good movie. And 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 you know, no trip for, flames, Fredge. 
No frames pledge. No, no frames um, pledge. The cinematography in this is oh. going to be breathtaking. Yeah. The trailer is almost is almost mind-numbing how beautiful it is. Yeah. So, I just think King Kong is a is a great franchise for modern filmmaking. I just yeah. think because especially going great to storytelling. Uh, Skull Island, just the the uh, freedom, the creative freedom to create what kind of animals and monsters and you know those kind of things could be on that island is just this is also cool. a directorial debut. Really? For, yeah. I did not know that. For mm-hmm. you? You do yeah. you're a director <laughs> now? I'm pretty wow. I'm pretty excited guys. I'm seriously I'm, excited. I'm surprised now. that wasn't higher on your list. <laughs> yeah. There well, you go. My movie. Well, there you know, go. that's I, one way to I, get I'm those subscribers. Humble, guys, I don't want to uh, you know, <laughs> spread the word. <laughs> yeah. Flick Freaks is the new is the director of Kong <laughs> They're going to change that on Wikipedia and everything. Uh, what's, the per, what's the person's name? Uh, well, you don't have to. I thought you had it. If you don't have uh, to look it up, yeah. it'll take me all oh, two seconds. We'll here. figure it out when we get there. Um, here's a couple others uh, that I wanted to mention: John Wick Two. Uh, really enjoyed oh. the first John Wick. So Ooh, yeah. Jordan to see. Roberts. Yep. There you go. Way to go, Jordan. John Wick Two. Oh, that I forgot. That should be on my honorable mentions list because that yeah. was one of my favorite movies. Uh, I am excited to see what Tom Cruise does with the Mummy. So uh, nope. No interest in seeing it. Trailer. I'm anticipating it. Yeah, I know you're on that. I haven't no seen the trailer. Pledge. I still don't have an interest in seeing it. Oh, I, I was excited. Now, here's something. Uni- uh, Universal Studios. But when has Tom Cruise let you down? He's never let me down, but it's the movie he's in that le- could let me down. Yeah. I can't take Tom Cruise and put him in some slapstick comedy. Uh, Tropic Thunder? <laughs> what? Tropic. Oh, that's comedy genius. That's <laughs> yeah. not slapstick at all. Yeah. Are you kidding? So you think The Mummy will be slapstick? Yeah, it, all the others have been just no. I know. I endless, thought they, endless jokes. I guess and I just assumed they the, were relaunching it. And the Scorpion King, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, they uh, are. No, I just I can't do it. I thought they and were I'm rebranding never re- it. They are. The last time I okay. enjoyed Brendan Fraser on screen was Encino Man because that was the last time he was in a movie that uh-huh. actually fits the person. Um, so I'm not. I I just can't get excited for this new. Yeah, movie. they're rebranding the Mummy. What Universal is doing is they're taking all their classic Universal monsters like Dracula, the Mummy creature, and Frankenstein, really? and they're making doing their a, own expanded universe. Yeah, because uh, Russell Crowe is in this movie. Universe. Russell Crowe's in this movie, and he's Doctor Jekyll. Wait, is it going to be less comedy and more like like the original, like, like horror? That's what I to... assumed. I oh, assumed they were totally rebranding. Oh, I'm down then. I thought it was going to be another stupid comedy where somebody's like, no, no. Inspector Gadgeting is wah. yeah. Inspector Gadgeting his yeah. way through the movie, and I'm like, no, and, and, and I wouldn't want to see that from Tom Cruise. I also I like, like the fact that the mummy is a girl in this movie. Really? Okay, yeah. now I'm excited. Look at that. Is, how quickly things change. Is the mummy a mommy? <laughs> <laughs> She's a princess. Okay. All right. Shame on you. <laughs> and finally, uh, I, I, it's hard to believe it didn't actually make my top five, but Pixar has an original movie coming out this year, really called oh. Coco, and it takes place during the Day of the Dead. In Brazil, and mm, so sweet. what was yeah, the what was the Guillermo del Toro production that came out a couple years ago about uh, life, life? What was that? Yeah, oh, I really enjoyed um, that. Actually, a I never lot of saw people it. didn't, but um, I did. Okay, um, yeah, life something. But yeah, that was about the Day of the Dead as well. I think, exactly. or at least had elements of it. You know, that whole movie was made on Microsoft Surfaces, right? That's pretty. Yeah, I did it's know too, that. It's the too... del Toro movie. Yeah. Oh wow! The the two artists from that movie are uh, were actually just like they were doing work Surface in their garage, text, yeah. And uh, they 
animated the entire thing on on Microsoft Surface tablets. Oh wow! Because that's so, all the commercials for what Surface was for a while. And we well, made yeah, this movie on the Surface. I was like, holy crap! These people worked their butts off to create this. Yeah, I did a Google project. search for Del Toro stop motion because I, I thought it was stop motion animated, and I just got a bunch of headlines for Guillermo Del Toro will co-direct his stop motion Pinocchio movie. <gasps> They've been what? saying that since 2012. Yeah, so in fact, th- these articles are all from 2012. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, Book of Life, Book, Book of, of Life. Life. Thank there you so you much. Go. Got yeah. there without Google. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, it was called The Book of Life. So that was my only other one was Coco, and that's just because man, when Pixar decides to make an original film. You uh, get um, you get great stuff. That inside right out, you. you get inside out. Are we ready Good to move call. on? Patriots Day, man. Or OA or two thousand and seventeen is it's it's going to be packed. So we'll just see kind of how it how it how it kind of all settles out in the end. Yeah, stick with Sif Pop <laughs> for more on this developing story of two thousand and seventeen in movies. <laughs> and we'll let you know. Uh, yeah, let's move on to let's chat a little bit about the OA. All right. She's our daughter. Who are these people? But she's never seen us before. Seven years ago, when she went missing, she was blind. Mom? Do you remember any of the events that led up to your disappearance? Yeah, we'll chat a little bit about the Netflix show, The OA. I will say we're going along, so we may kill the Patriots Day review. No. No. We may do the Patriots Day review. And just have a long podcast. All right. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But let's start with The OA. Uh, This is from Netflix. It's an eight-episode show. Uh, To talk too much about the plot would be to start giving stuff away. Um, it, it may, How do you I, talk about a show like this without spoilers? I That's a great question, but we're going to give it a shot. Okay. And then if you want to hear the spoiler talk, we'll just save most of our OA talk, I guess, for the spoiler cast okay. uh, and do it that way. And maybe that's a way that we can kind of shorten the yeah. the main podcast. Is we'll just speak very briefly on the generals of how we felt about the OA. And if you want to hear more about specifics, including spoilers, uh, you can um, download the next episode of this podcast, which will be a spoiler cast on the OA. But uh, Andrew, I want to start with you. Just in general, how did you feel about this series? I didn't like it. Okay. Sean? Loved it. Loved it. Oh, we've got a didn't like it and got a loved it. But I think this is one of those shows that was designed to be polarizing. You either love this show for what it does or you like, no, no. I I am in one of those weird situations where I want to say it was just okay. Like that's kind of where I land is, is just okay. But here's the thing. It's not that overall it was just okay. It's that I really loved some parts of it. Yeah. And I really didn't yeah. like some other parts of That's, it. And so it all okay. kind of balances yeah. out to somewhere in the middle. So I'm, I'm in between okay and didn't like it. I should, yeah. But leaning more towards I didn't like it. I There are just, there are some really brilliant themes and moments in acting and some, there's some really great stuff here. And just as much as there's great acting, there's also some poor acting on the There's fringes elements and- of it too that are just like every time i see them i, I just i want to look away or do something else so and to, i still loved it so to give you the broad strokes of the plot basically uh we meet up with a, a woman uh whose name is prairie and she has been found after being missing when she went missing uh, this is in all the promotional material so I, I wouldn't consider this a spoiler but when she went yeah. missing she was blind when she was found she had her sight back. And so the the movie or the movie, the, the TV series explores 
how that happened, why that happened, um, and uh, in some very supernatural ways, some you know different things going on. Uh, so I, the th- one thing about this that that I really found interesting and I really liked, and I want to talk about in the non-spoiler section. Maybe we can each talk about one thing that's non-spoilery about this. This okay. is mine. Every episode of this is a completely arbitrarily length episode. The first episode is 70 minutes long. Yeah. The the sixth episode, I think, is 32 minutes long. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, not even just like they're all close to an hour. It's, they're all over the place. And I loved that. I loved that I didn't know when an episode was coming to a, a close. Like, I'm not a clock checker. So, but I always have a sense for when, you know, a drama's coming to a close. I, I have a sense for when my hour's up or when right. a comedy's coming to a close after a half hour. I really liked it just kind of telling me the story how it wanted to tell me. Now, I think they did that because they wanted a little bit of a, a punch at the end of each episode. And so they just, you know, spaced it based on where those punches could be, those plot punches. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really enjoyed that. So that's one thing I think I can say. What about you, Sean? I love the fact that uh, they did a good job of keeping you in the dark there were there were too few clues for you to put everything together so while much of the show is intended to be a mystery i like i like the progression i like the pacing throughout it um that i enjoyed and i was never once was i not eager to find out what was going on in a particular person's mind or what with a particular person was going to happen with their storyline so i liked the fact that they did that that's a is as unspoilery as i can i can get <laughs> there you go you know? what about you andrew Performances in the show, outstanding except for the main character, Britt Marling's character, Prairie. Really? Yeah. I would almost feel the opposite, exact opposite way. Really? I really liked her performance. Uh, I look at like Scott Wilson and especially Alice Krieg. Oh, whoa. This is like one of her best performances ever. I really, as the mom. I really enjoyed uh, Phyllis. Um, oh, what's her name? She has the voice of sadness. Phyllis and Smith. Yeah, from, she was on the office, the office. And inside out. She was the voice of sadness. Yeah. I I thought she did some great work here too. Oh, and she was phenomenal. Some dramatic work that I hadn't seen from her, which I really really loved. Yeah. So I yeah I thought there were some good performances here. Um, but you like Brits? I did her? like Brits. Okay. Uh, it was some of the, well, and I don't even know that it was the performances for some of those kids as much as uh, the there's characters? kind of a, there's kind of a core group of characters, right? Yeah. Uh, that's safe to Two. say without giving away spoilers. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there's 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 this core group, and there were a couple members of that group that just were so underdeveloped. Like I just yes. I didn't know who they were, what yeah. their stories were. Now some of the stories were wonderfully developed, but it was just it was strange that you know that a couple of them didn't seem. I mean, you could get the gist of who they were, but they you didn't really get a feel for them and, and kind of what they were going through. So this is a case of too many cooks. Is that what it is? I think so. Do you know that, like, uh, do you know, were there a bunch of directors? Were there a bunch of problems on the set? Or I, I was going along the lines of, like, or too many ingredients. I okay. Switch uh, okay. to too many characters. Too many stories to get into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll talk some more spoilers in the spoiler yeah. cast, but that's about as good as... But things overall... You like, things you didn't like, real quick? Yeah. I mean, if there's a non-spoiler thing you didn't, yeah. you didn't like... I thought the show thought it was a lot smarter than it actually was. <laughs> I thought that, yeah... I thought it, uh, it didn't know what kind of show it wanted to be. You know, like every single episode was trying to tell a completely different type of story and there was no general theme to grab onto. And like, here's the theme. Let's go on a journey together. Every single episode was totally different. And I didn't know what to grab onto. I, I will disagree with you, but I can't talk about it till spoilers. Okay. 
Because I do yep. think there was a, there was an overarching theme that I was able to to pick up on pretty early that that carried all the way through to the end. Okay, uh, that that I really loved actually. Right. Um, but I will agree with you that the show at times does feel like it it's uh, overreaching, like it, it's it's trying yeah. to be too much, and I think I think that does hurt the show all a right. little bit. My favorite thing about the show. Uh, was Jason Isaacs. Yo, yeah. He's absolutely my favorite part of the show. And it's because, it, without giving too much away about his character and what, here's a character who is doing deplorable things. Mm-hmm. But he has no concept of it. And it's not in the way that he's sociopathic. Here's a person who's so committed to his endeavor to do good, he's willing to do awful things to achieve that greater goal. Mm. And he's so in his mind has himself convinced that what he's doing, you know what I mean? Has yeah. such merit and it's of so much importance that he can't picture doing it another way. Yeah, he was great. And he's so he's so his commitment to his art, so to speak, in the movie or at the show, um, his character's commitment to his art, um, makes him so oblivious to reality. Mm-hmm. I I loved that character. He was my favorite part of the show. Yeah. I uh, yeah he he did some great work. I, this it's so it's got to be so funny to listen to this when you haven't you know seen the show or, or don't necessarily know what we're talking about because we are like tiptoeing so on eggshells around so like the spoilers because this is one of those shows that right from the first episode you know oh, yeah. takes you different places than you thought you were going to go and continues to do that episode after episode after episode and to so, go with what you said missy and i watched this together and we experienced the exact thing you're talking about how like each episode it felt like uh we, we had no idea where any of it was going if that makes sense but the the storyline and the way the characters brought their individual live stories in as they were doing that was so interesting that we kept waiting to see where it was going to go. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a mark of good storytelling. Never once did I get so bored or so muffed at the fact like, God, this is all over the place that I was turned off by it. I was like, how does that play in? Yeah, my wife and I watched how, it in one how day. Is this? Yeah, we we did too. And uh, yeah, we, we couldn't wait to get to the next episode yep. and see what are you doing here? Where are you going? So Yeah, we binged the heck out of it. Uh, if you want more uh, chat on the OA, we will go into full spoilers in the spoiler cast. So just download the podcast. Uh, it'll be the podcast directly after this one. Safe to say we are mixed feelings on it, but yeah. I think I think it's interesting enough that you'll at least have some sort of reaction to it if you watch yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's one of those shows. Like I wouldn't say I wouldn't say anybody's going to walk away going, eh. like you're going to have some sort of reaction yes. to it. Yeah. So uh, if if that sounds good to you, then, then maybe you want to check it out. As with all Netflix shows, they they don't worry about content, so it's probably similar to a rated R movie, yeah. At yep. least you know something like that. Just a heads up on that. All, all right. right. Well, you guys convinced me. I was outvoted. Let's talk about Patriots Day. Yeah. Yes. We've got to decide who's running this, and we have to decide quickly. It's terrorism. We'll take it. And let's get an evidence for it started right over there. Clock is ticking. The world is watching. The suspect seen on the surveillance cameras. Two bombers. we got to find these guys before they do this to someone else. Patriots Day is a movie about the Boston Marathon bombing that happened just over three years ago. Yeah. Peter Berg 
directing Mark Wahlberg. Again, same again. recent tragedy. Again. <laughs> Where have we seen this before? Maybe uh, uh, Deepwater Deep Horizon. Horizon. <laughs> uh, also Lone Survivor. Lone, Lone Survivor. Survivor. <laughs> right? So um, they've got a good thing going. Why, uh, why stop it? And yeah. uh, we'll talk a little bit about it. It follows the events of that day. Uh, Mark Wahlberg stars in it, but it's also got John Goodman, Kevin Bacon, Michelle Monaghan. Um, I'm trying to think. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. J.K. Simmons. That's J.K. Exactly Simmons. Right. Oh, yes. J.K. Oh, Simmons. Yeah. J.K. So Simmons good. as well. So underrated. Um, so lots of great names. Certainly a powerful story. True story. What did you guys think? Uh, just quickly. Did you like it? Love it? It was okay. What do you think? Loved it. Loved it. What do you loved got, it. Sean? Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I'm with loved it too. Whoa. Um, great film. Peter Powerful. Berg knows how to make these type of films. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. This is, I think I might like Deepwater Horizon a little bit more. Oh, it, not by much. It went up there near Deepwater Horizon, huh? I think I ended up putting it number 14 for the year. Or number, no, it's number 11 for the year. Deepwater, Deepwater. Horizon or the uh, uh, Patriots, Patriots Day? Patriots Day. Patriots Day. Nice. I will have to say Peter Berg is a master of making these kind of movies. Yeah. Uh, I know that you and I walked out of Deepwater Horizon like this. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. my God. Like, I haven't seen a movie that had me more tense um, and fearful, you know, for what was going to happen. I, he just does a great job of building these moments and the humanity in them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's hard to do, to take something that is such utter chaos and still be able to touch the the humanity of it. Um, and it's crazy because World Trade Center, and that was, was that Oliver Stone? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Tried, and I really think it failed on so many fronts to do that. I didn't, I didn't get connected. Right. And, and United it, 93 did it very well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Paul yes. Greengrass. And yeah. I was kind of, it, it, it almost made me upset and hurt that he took something, that they were able to take something that's so, I mean, touching to mm-hmm. so many people in this country, such a sensitive issue, and they weren't able to really get into the humanity of it like Peter Berg does with these films. It's amazing. I, I loved it. There was not a single bad performance in this movie. You, I can't think of a single person that did point. not bring their A game. Great point. I agree. And uh, there were times where. Mark Wahlberg was pushing emotion just a little too hard, but but you got to imagine this really means something to him. I mean, he is a boss. Yeah, he is kid, a boss. So, kid, yeah, like I'm sure that this is a big deal for him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, I felt Boston strong in this yeah. movie. Oh yeah, it's a big part. Whoa, of- like Boston itself is a character in this movie, and it comes to life so beautifully in this film you I, I was saying in my review i i don't the only other city i can think of that has as unique a personality as boston does in my opinion is new orleans yeah. that's the only other city yeah like i can think of you know states that have personalities but even if you think like la and new york nah. eh, there's a conglomeration there you know yeah, it's but, a mixing pot yeah or yeah. you think of detroit huge melting pot no nah, it's still like i but boston man is boston and yeah. new orleans boston. is new orleans but yeah. boston boston is is it's just you can't get around it. it. It's straight Irish. You know, it's it's a yeah, pedigree. Right. And New Orleans is Creole. They're straight pedigrees. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And so they very heavily influence everything from accents to food to attitudes to culture to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Music. And so these other areas, and, and you can't take anything away from them, but you're right. The, the massive melting pot uh, element in um, Los Angeles where you've got probably mm-hmm. 13 ethnic communities, yeah. you know, that are in massive prevalence, um, and New York as well. You, you all don't the boroughs get, in New York, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. there's so much mixing there. You don't get that insanely direct influence of just a singular culture yeah. and, and feeling. You know, maybe Vegas. 
Maybe that would be no. another one. No, I live there. It's I live a, there. It's a, <laughs> no, it's way too transient. Okay, yeah. but that but that goes to your point. You yeah. feel it in this movie who yeah. these people are, exactly. what that event meant to this city. Um, you know, all the way from you know the the way people, just individual people in their homes, would react when you know the police were searching or those kind of things. All the way to you know David Ortiz coming out, you know, to talk to the crowd, uh, you know, at Fenway yeah. Park, and just it's just. Oh man! All of it. The city was. I you know I never understood the phrase "Boston strong" as much uh, until I had seen this movie. Yeah. So I don't know how how were you guys whenever this actually happened in 2013? Were you like following it religiously? Yes. I yes. was too. Yeah. I well, was... and I was on the radio. Um, you know when it happened, and then you know followed it throughout the day through news reports and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So for me, that I need to preface this by saying that. Knowing exactly what was going to happen, like like what was going to happen for certain people in certain parts of the movie, still got me like to the point I didn't want to sit down. I was just standing up, like, "Oh, it's it's coming. It's going to happen. I know it's going to happen." This is what I wanted to talk about. Peter Berg has this incredible gift of taking something we already know the outcome of and still making it suspenseful. Yes, and bringing yeah. tension to it. And it's like. I think he understands how to focus on details we didn't know or may not have known, mm. uh, people that we may not have known. He understands how to use the things we're unaware of to create that suspense and tension, even though we're aware of the overall events and, and what happened. Yeah. So I, it just impresses me so much. Yeah. Because you're right. A movie like this could very easily be, well, I, I you know, I watch the news coverage. I already know all the stuff that's going to happen. It humanizes everything. Right. Whenever you're watching the news, you see what's happening in Boston. Watching this movie, you see what's happening with people, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and you see their lives before and after. It, it humanizes them, and it makes it all the more traumatic in certain circumstances. Totally agree. I will say, as we shift into anything negative we had about the movie, although we all loved it, the one yeah. negative I had, and it's a very small one because I actually don't think it hurts the movie that much, but you mentioned going into these people's lives and seeing them. You also talked earlier about something, you know, having too many characters in something. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like, other than possibly Wahlberg's character, I don't feel like we got really deep with any of these characters personally. A a lot of what we saw about who they were is surface, but the reason I think the movie survives that really well is because it's a true story, and we already have that depth built in that we don't have to have it, you know, manufactured for us in that way. That's my negative as well, but it ties in also to one thing I disliked about the way the movie was made. Um, And that's that we saw a lot of behind the scenes of stuff that actually no one knows anything about Mm, in this story. And that's these two characters, the bombers. Um, So uh, is it... Oh, and they were great performances. Yeah, they were great performances. Sarnaev. 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 So we got to see this this behind the scenes of where, and I understand for the movie we had to you could right. just have these characters. And it probably comes from somewhere. I mean, it probably comes from guesses by the police force. A lot of a lot of guesses, yeah. but I you know when I when this happened, I mean, I watched every single you know newscast I could. Yeah. I, I you know I read everything I could, and so much of what happened prior to um, is subjective and all up to their interpretation because he sure. never talked about it. Yeah, and so he only admitted under grilling and questioning, you know, that he played a part in it, but nothing about their personal lives and the and the the calendar of events from their perspective. Do we know anything about only what we've been able to piece together through witnesses? And and I love the way that they incorporated the real life footage 
that was taken from security cameras. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love the fact that they put all of this into the movie. Yeah. But we got to see so much of their lives behind the scenes. And then some of these other characters, we didn't get to delve as much sure. into them. And sure. I think that that I didn't like. And it didn't in any way, shape, or form affect though how much I love the movie. It was just one of those things that disappointed me because I love these characters. And I wanted to know a little more about some of them. I loved I loved the footage stuff where they were trying to find who it was. And, and then they're, they're, following, and they're yes, following the, the timeline time back to other cameras. God, was that amazing. Back it up. Okay, so now they're on this corner. So what camera do we need to look and at? I and it was great because it was... That scene t- inside the the what the recreation is yeah, and he's yeah, asking yeah. Mark Wahlberg to walk him through like him watching through and I love the feeling of emotion you can read in his face like mm-hmm. there's a moment there where he actually because several times when you, they showed it Peter Berg pushed that idea where you've got these powers of force the mayor and the FBI they're all gritting against each other and here's the beat cop okay who worked his way up to detective who knows the city like no one else and he's like guys I, I know how to do this he's like right stop bickering we could do this and to see the emotion in his face when he's asked to recreate this like he feels like oh my god this is on me Mm -hmm. you know and the weight on his shoulders and you could see the guy's whipped and tired he's hadn't slept and he's been going through this stuff it's amazing the amount of emotion that was packed into even moments that were technically more I don't know, technical, if that makes well, sense. But, and I love that because it felt authentic and yes. the technology felt real. It didn't feel like Nothing they had was overdone. A, they didn't feel like they had a zoom moment where you zoom in, you know, 50 times and it's still clear as day or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just felt like that's probably how it happened, you know? So I really love that. My one negative, I think the film was a little too long. How long was it? See, I didn't, two and a half hours. It was absolutely perfect. For me. I didn't even two notice. Two and a half Are you hours? serious? Yeah, yeah, I didn't even notice that. See, that's that. how I know it was perfectly paced because I had no concept that it was that long. There yeah, were parts me I either. Think, there were parts I think they could have cut out to uh, trim it down in time just a little bit. Yeah, I know it was two and a half hours because I started watching it at three in the morning. Oh, no. And it was 5.30 whenever I was done. Uh, two hours and 13 minutes is what it says here. Oh, so. Okay. But uh, not that that's much different. Than I watched two. it late too, but man, uh, it was it was after midnight. But I don't I, know. There's something. There's two and a half feels a lot different than two hours and thirteen minutes to me. Two hours and thirteen minutes feels like eh, just over a couple hours. But once you get <laughs> yeah. to two and a half, I'm like, really? Did you need? Dragon. Did you need two and a half hours to tell this story? <laughs> exactly. Are you Lord of the Rings? I don't think yeah. so. 133 so. minutes is a while. That is a while for sure. Um, yeah, I think it's it's safe to say we all really liked it. No, anything it's else loved it. Anything we wanted? Anything else we wanted to touch on? I'm probably going to see this movie again. Yeah, I'm one, definitely going to watch it more. Let's do one more thing. You got one more thing you could mention about the movie? That'll be mine. It's definitely repeatable. What about you? Uh, I think they really did uh, a great job of touching in, or I should say, Peter Berg did a really good job of showing um, the loss. You mentioned Andrew. Mm-hmm. Even though we knew what was going to happen with some of these characters, as you're right. watching through, you're like, "Oh, I can't wait to see." Um, I was really interested to see how they were going to cover the death of Sean Collier, um, the MIT police campus campus police officer. Yeah. Yeah. And I I will say the bombing was rough. It was, but watching that, um, that that killed me. Like right now, it's still, it was the worst thing because talk, because it wasn't just a flash in the pan. It was a, this is a man who struggled and fought and you know what I mean? Was victimized in the most brutal way. And watching that happen, it, it, it was, it was a hard, it was a hard stretch for me. Yeah. And I think that's a good that's a good one more thing to say is it is hard to watch at times. It's, yeah. It doesn't shy away from the brutality of 
what happened that oh, day. Oh, this is a hard R film. Yeah, yeah, hard definitely R. violence. That not kind of not stuff. only with language and stuff, but the graphicness of the bombing itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My one more thing because we kind of mentioned him at the beginning, but didn't really go into depth. Uh, I have to give special props to J.K. Simmons. Yeah, not just so because it, good. Not just because it's a great performance, which it is, but because it's a different kind of performance for him too. Yeah, uh, you're, we're so used to the Joe, you know, J. Jonah Jameson kind of persona. He even yeah. had that in Whiplash, really. Yeah, so. You know, to see him be kind of a different kind of person, I was really impressed. Do you, real quick, just because this is such a great movie and it's about these amazing people in real life, the character he played, this cop, do you know his real story behind what no. happened that night of the bombing? I mean, not, not other than what I saw in the movie. Oh my God. The scene, the scene where he gets, where he hears it on the radio, where they're on the street and those officers stopped and they start firebombing the cars. Yeah. So he gets to the scene and he tries to go, flank them, go yeah, around. Yeah. He can't see these guys, but he can see the reflection of their feet in the rainwater right. underneath the vehicle. So he takes a shot in the dark and he starts shooting, hoping a ricochet will hit these guys. Wow. And he gets lucky. Well, when um, Tamarin, the the brother who passes away, mm-hmm. uh, when he comes after him, he fires a couple shots at him. And this guy's in complete dismay, shocked he hasn't gotten hit because he's he's you know what i mean he's mm-hmm. unprotected yeah. and then he, he runs out of bullets and out of frustration he looks at him and he looks at uh the officer and the guy just throws his gun at him <laughs> out of straight pissed off frustration that he can't he couldn't kill him and this scene in the movie is exactly like his his witness description wow and it's so perfectly played out and then him tackling him he it, it, the, the emotion is so tense and it's so high, but this is exactly how it happened. I think that's why, if you know the real story, this it movie follows. is so much better yeah. because of it. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. On to our buried treasure. What do you got? What's that one thing you want to let people know about from the area of pop culture? Andrew, why don't you go first? I don't have anything because uh, I thought that I was going to have to make uh, uh, Patriot's Day my buried treasure. But uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll say this uh, Twitch. You know, it's incredibly popular. I'll make that my buried treasure. There you it's, go. It's an unburied treasure. That's People right. have dug it up a plethora of times. But uh, yeah, we're starting to use Twitch a lot more. That's why I watched the Nintendo announcement, actually, was Ooh, on Twitch. I changed it. I know what I'm going to use as my new buried treasure. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry. There is a software I've started using that has changed my channel on YouTube forever. It's this software called Restream.io. Have either of you heard of it? No. no. So whenever you stream something to, like, YouTube or Twitch or any of those, you have to choose which one you want to use. Right. You can only do one. Not anymore. With Restream, you can stream directly to Restream.io, and then they branch it out across everything you want to at the exact same time. No latency, no diminishment in quality. I was streaming on Twitch, YouTube, Hitbox, and Beam all at the same time, 1080, 60 FPS. See and nice. if do you do you do any actual streaming streaming? I I not a lot anymore. No. So so other the huge audio, dilemma is you have to. It's the Coke or Pepsi challenge. You have to decide: right. am I going to go YouTube gaming or right. Twitch? Not anymore. Not anymore. That's awesome. That's, that's that was so perfect. Good. By the way, Andrew, that was perfect. Uh, what it, what do they call when they they have those long uh, shows where they try to sell something? Um, Infomercial? Infomercial. Yeah, that was perfect infomercial delivery. Are you tired of having to stream? <laughs> uh, from hi, Billy Mays here. Are you tired of only streaming to one service? Speaking of that, did you know? I, well, I don't know no if you guys more. Saw this. Now <laughs> with Restream.io. That's a, that's wonderful. Um, uh, Aaron, Barry Treasure. Uh, I finally got around to watching Con Man. Did either of you guys watch Con Man? The show? Yeah, the TV show? No. no. Okay, so Con Man, if you don't know the backstory, uh, Alan Tudyk? 
uh, from Firefly. Uh, got together with Nathan Fillion from oh, Firefly. Oh, Resold. <laughs> and uh, they kickstarted uh, a show about a guy who was on a famous sci-fi show that only lasted for half a season who went on to do nothing but go to you know Comic-Cons and was trying to get his acting career started. When <laughs> How do his I not friend, know about this? When his friend from the same show became a famous movie star and you know, <laughs> oh got big goodness. shows. Oh, my goodness. God, where so, in the world have I been? Uh, so it's, uh, it's called Conmen. They got it funded. Uh, there's a season and a half out, uh, about 18 episodes. The episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. Not so so they nice little bite-sized episodes, and they are hilarious. I mean, funny. And great cameos from all of geek culture. Felicia Day, right? Oh, my she, God. She's got, a yes. great, she's got a great role in oh it. Oh, my Lord. Um, they <laughs> Where have has Ellen it been? Tudyk, Nathan uh, Fillion, and Felicia Day in the same show. Oh, in so many. Uh, uh, Will... Um, uh, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. How is the um, internet melting at yeah. this point? No, I think the internet did melt in this. I'm really surprised you guys haven't haven't checked this out. But well, so the bad, show man. follows him. The show follows him as he's trying to kickstart his career oh, while his famous friend is kicking back in L. A. and and being famous, which of course is Nathan Fillion. Yeah. So what's hilarious is I just got to an episode where it's obviously so based on their real life, right? Uh, also, Sean Astin, by the way, a huge oh part of this as God. well, as Sean Astin. <laughs> so, and a, lot of these, and a lot of these people are themselves. So they're going Samwise so Gamgee. Yeah. So, yeah, the first time yeah. you meet him, somebody comes up and says, "Hey, Samwise, can I get your picture or whatever?" And anyhow, um, so we get to this this last episode I saw, and uh, Sean, uh, I want to remember his actual name, but he was in Firefly. He played um, River's brother. Um, oh, uh, yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. He's in this episode on a panel with Alan Tudyk's character, and Alan's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. You were from that uh, show, uh, what was it called? Serenity. And he was like, well, Serenity was the movie. movie. Firefly was the show. show. And it's just so funny watching Alan Tudyk talk to somebody else about, you know. Mayor. That's funny. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. It's it's funny because it's like I didn't think Firefly would exist in this universe, but apparently so it does awesome. without him. And he's from a different show called Spectrum. That's uh, so which is a sci-fi show that got canceled after half of a season. So oh, whoa, um, hilarious stuff. Very funny, especially if you're big into geek culture and uh, well, you know, Comic Con kind today. of stuff. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> so there you go. Con Man is the name of the show. Con Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, where where could we find it? Uh, Amazon. Has okay. It. Okay. So, yep. What do you got, Sean? It's not really buried treasure because it's everyone knows about it, but I can't be more excited. So Nintendo, uh, mastering what they do best, which is manipulating the supply chain, uh, released the NES Classic Edition, right? Which is this micronic version of the original NES, and it's pure magic. If you have not played with this thing, um, I missed my launch window because I had a client who was elderly and she had 4 million questions on the launch day. <laughs> and so I ended up stuck with her serving the good of the people. And I did way to go round of applause. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get good my guy Sean. Good guy, so, Sean, everybody. And then, um, uh, it just a comedy of errors when it finally came back into retail availability at Best Buy for one day, uh, before Christmas, I also missed it because my kids had things going on at school and it was either, Take stuff to my kids at school so they can participate in these events or go get an NES classic. Stand up man. So, Stand up man, no, that's Sean. Stand up man. No, this all feels like backpatting. Um, <laughs> so, but my exciting thing is, so. is Reddit has now gone nuts with this thing um, because a Russian guy has hacked it 
and made it so it only comes with 30 pre-installed right, games right and while they are amazing games there's so many more that i would love to play with the capabilities of this little box and nintendo's made it very clear they're not improving it they're not making mm. it expandable they're not doing anything it is what it is um and now he's expanded it to be able to uh load it with tons more games all the and games so he's well not all but he's added 85 to it so hey. and now uh now he has open sourced the tools and put them out on the internet so that once I get my hands on this thing, I can actually preload it with my selection of the mm-hmm. best NES games in history yes. uh, to have that to, in the office. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly he will be doing this. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, allegedly. legally, can you do it? Huh? Technically, it's not um, in any way, shape, or form. I guess technically... You're still the, the ROMs. The, the ROMs is still a sensitive issue. There's there's a gray area in there. So allegedly, I'll be taking some <laughs> of my some of my ROMs. Here's the thing: is it is still legal technically if you own a copy of a game to have a copy of the a backup of. That's the ROM. how it should be. So and the uh, fact that the fact that and this is another thing about Nintendo that we failed to mention: the fact they make you repay for games on the classic consoles every single time well, they have a new does console. It too. Well, whoever, uh, yeah. it's, it's, Xbox it's, is the only one that does. Once you've Go bought Xbox. a game, like make right. it me able to play it when I want to play as like it. A, yeah, it's like it can show it to you. Well, thanks guys, we did it. Woo! Yeah. We made a podcast. We did a long podcast. We made something with awesome stuff. Thanks so much for joining us today. Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at mixler.com slash studio DNA. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash studio DNA. Huge thanks to today's guru. It's Sean from Geek Point Love you. Much love. You the real MVP. Where where can people shower love on you, Sean? Uh, we are on all the social medias at uh, at Geek Point Geek P-O-I-N-T zero. So uh, come check us out. We're on Twitter, very active on Twitter and the Facebook. Um, we do. Uh, we are giving away in February a copy of Horizon Zero Dawn uh, for the PS4. So nice. come enter um, and get yourself a free copy of that. It's going to be a very fantastic game. When does the game actually come out? I believe it's February 21st. Okay. So. By, by the way, it's just Facebook. Justin Timberlake uh, told them to drop the the on it's Facebook. True. So it's just Facebook now. It's not the Facebook. <laughs> it, it actually <laughs> was Justin Timberlake. It was actually yeah. Justin Timberlake <laughs> yeah. uh, who made that I'm just, happen. I'm just using it. It's called <laughs> the Facebook. <laughs> Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters as well for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at 3 bucks a month. Comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Also, please rate, comment, uh, you know, do whatever you can do at the podcast player of your preference, especially in iTunes. They use that information to promote the show. Uh, so we'd love to see it there. It'd be a huge boost for us. By the way, if you have anything else you want to say, any comments you have, any ideas for the show, feel, feel free to hit us up via email at feedback at sifpop.com. Huzzah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.